You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. It's usually a big Twitter Tuesday here, but we've got a ton of football still to get to. Uh, the afternoon games, we've got primetime games, Sunday night football, Monday night football. We'll hit a couple questions. We'll save some for tomorrow. We'll also do our regular stock up, stock downs, and our waiver Wednesday stuff about fantasy football on tomorrow's program as well. So, so much stuff to get into every week. And then it's only the great thing about Monday night football, Thursday night football, Matt, is that week two is not that far away. It's two days from now. I love how you said that because I've never phrased it that way, and it's 100% true. Like, man, right after Monday Night Football, it's like, I feel like I'm behind for week two already. Yeah, and everyone on Twitter is like, wow, I can't wait for week two. Or week two. It's like, dude, you wake up in the morning, and it's practically there. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So it, we don't have a great Thursday night game, but it doesn't matter. We had a great Monday nighter, and that was a great way to um, – you know, cap off a yes. good week one for sure. That was a fun game. Cap to off watch. a super fun week one. I wasn't expecting the Raiders to come through, but they absolutely did. No. Uh, so uh, I do want to remind everybody when it gets to Sunday to check out the Locked On NFL Sunday show. It's a live morning show every Sunday morning, 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific to get you ready for NFL football that Sunday. No sketches, no comedy, no celebrity cameos. There's a little bit of comedy because <laughs> the guys are funny, but not on purpose. Like no fluff. They're not trying to be goofballs about everything. With you know, they're they're trying to give give you some info and get into these games. So just football every Sunday morning with co-hosts Cody Rourke and Ross Jackson. Follow and subscribe to the Lock On NFL Twitter, Facebook, Twitch. YouTube is where I find it. Locked On NFL YouTube. Check it out every Sunday morning, 11 a.m. Eastern. Those pesky Las Vegas Raiders in kind of their home opener. It's not their true home opener, but they had fans. They had a crazy spread for the media. Uh, it was fun. There was celebrities out there. I, I I felt like there was a vibe to Las Vegas. I wasn't sure how it was going to be. I wasn't sure if they were going to. And look, this was the opener. It was the first one with fans in the seats there in Las Vegas. But I thought maybe Las Vegas had the potential to be a real away team venue because it's so easy for people to fly in and fly out. And you look at a schedule and you think, oh, let's all go to Vegas for, you know, our New York Giants away game or, you know, whatever team, even the the the, the Bay Area market and the L.A. market. But there's a lot of... Sure. Raiders fans already there too so um, it was a home field advantage I think for the Raiders but it was fun great stadium great atmosphere I think yeah I think the black hole traveled well and I'm sure they will continue to they're an awesome passionate fan base that hasn't been particularly happy with the way I've treated their Raiders on this podcast up until now a lot of people (laughs) demanding more respect and more uh, (laughs) and some uh, apologies. I'm not going to apologize. In- including, I'm just gonna, hold tell on. me what I thought. Including Jason from our fantasy football league, by the way, at yeah, JD Cush yeah. on Twitter. He says, keep doubting those Raiders. Had a little message for us in the, the message board in the Peacock and Williamson Fantasy Football League as well. Uh, Jason, I hate to break it to you. I don't think I'm picking the Raiders next week. It was a nice win, though. Congratulations. <laughs> we'll get into that. But man, <laughs> I mean, the Raiders and Ravens basically just played five quarters and now they have a short week. Vegas has to go cross country to Pittsburgh and the Ravens have to host the chiefs. Like, thanks a lot. You know I mean? that That's rough, but boy, fun, fun game back and forth. I thought Baltimore would handle them. I actually put a couple bucks on the Ravens minus four. Um, they've had a lot of hardships and it was just a very equal game that went back and forth and back and forth. Uh, they both averaged 6.1 yards per play. I mean, obviously, it went to overtime. Tons and tons of 
drama and game swaying plays and calls. Darren Waller gets 19 targets. <laughs> Derek Carr in the first half can't complete a pass, and in the second half in overtime is on fire. I mean, so I thought it was a lot of fun. I thought we learned a lot about these teams, but I also thought that both teams were flawed. I mean, I'm trying to bring down the mood, but I think there's some concerns with both teams too. There are absolutely concerns with both teams. Um, and you're right about the back-and-forth nature of this game. When it was about 24-17, Latavius Murray touched down in the fourth quarter. That's where I thought, okay, Baltimore's finally, you know, they're, they're running too. the ball well yeah. with both running backs. Latavius Murray's been there for a couple days. And they're still running the ball. They're fine. They're going to score a couple more times. Defense is going to hold up, and they're going to walk away with this win, you know, after things settle down in this game. And it wasn't the case. So props to the Raiders for continually coming back and, and finding some big plays. And Darren Waller was I kept seeing Darren Waller's stat line extrapolated out for the year. 600 targets, 150 <laughs> catches, and it, it was just like um, he's, a big, like. he's a big part of that offense. Yeah, I think fantasy football owners are going to be happy with Darren Waller this year. No question. And just to stick on that topic, I mean, uh, Carr missed him a lot. They, they scheme him up so well. And I even mentioned this before Waller was a star. Gruden did a great job of scheming up Jared Cook, who's not – nearly the specimen and mismatch Waller is, but they do a great job putting them in motion, crossers, out of bunch sets, all sorts of things. But a while there, I was like, this is great for Waller and he's awesome, but what about Ruggs and my guy, you know, Edwards and some of these other dudes they've invested in? And they started to get involved, especially Brian Edwards. I mean, at the end, he started to look like the guy that I thought he'd be. Um, Kenyon Drake caught a lot of passes as well. So, uh, Renfro is a staple. So the, the, the receiving core took a while on this one, but I think it's pretty solid. Especially Brian Edwards. And he, and he's the one I thought would be something last year. And there was some buzz in camp and it didn't quite happen. And then there's buzzing camp again. Then he was quiet early. And I was like, oh, is this going to be a oh, thing man, with yeah. Brian Edwards where he's a camp star, but it doesn't translate. Then later in the game, it started um, it started really flowing for him and big play from Ruggs and Zay Jones with the game winner. And there's a lot of praise for him by Derek Carr after the game, which was cool. So just a wild game. Um, I have two big points from the Raiders side that I did not like at all. And let's start with a guy you're familiar with. Villanueva did not look good at right tackle. Oh, uh, the bad. Baltimore Ravens, Ravens offensive line is one of those things where in pass protection, that's where I'm worried about. Without question, the whole line's a little rebuilt. And I mean, Al is loved here in Pittsburgh and was loved in that locker room. And in his free time, he goes to Carnegie Mellon and gets a master's. And, you know, we know the, the army uh, history and his story is unbelievable. And there was always a joke in the Steelers locker room and we're done with this silly football thing. We're all just going to work for Al, you know, but he stinks. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, I said this when they signed him, I'm like, he's not a right tackle. He's not a run blocker. He's hanging on. And boy, it looked that way in a big in a big way. The line in general was a little shaky. I do want to give Max Crosby and Yannick Ndokwe, who had a hamstring in this one, that's a little worrisome. Some credit too. Those guys, they looked like the the Raiders might actually have some edge presence. And Cleveland Farrell wasn't even active for this one, but he's probably third on the list now. But I would be a little worried about, to be honest, not just to pick on Al. I'm worried about Lamar's supporting cast pretty much top to bottom right now. They're just asking him to do everything. Yeah, and 
He's taking a beating. And, I know. was wondering, like, was there a Tyson Williams injury? He was averaging 7.2 yeah, yards per card. carry. Okay. Because um, I, I was dealing with a, a toddler for a bit, came back to the game. Latavius <laughs> Murray was in there with 2.8 yards per carry, and I was thinking, it was going pretty well with Tyson Williams. Where the heck is he? And I haven't seen any updates today on, on any major injury from him, so I'm wondering if I missed something there. No, he's okay. I, okay. I, I thought you meant Phillips, the guard. The guard oh no, 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 no. Uh, running back Tyson Williams. Yeah, he, no, he, he played. They just, I think they just shuffled them all in and out, and maybe they didn't think any of them were ready for a full workload. That might have been it. Hunch. But he only had nine carries, and he was he was humming early in that he game. Looked, so I think that was something I would point to late to give him the ball back again, even though there was the touchdown run from Latavius Murray. But that was about half his yards on ten carries. Um, a major one, though. This is the last major one here, and I don't like any of it when it comes to Don Martindale, the defensive coordinator for the Baltimore Ravens. And they've been good in the past, so this was just a, a week one thing. First of all, the nickname, Wink, <laughs> it's somebody else's nickname already. You know yeah. what I mean? Like Wink Martindale? There's already a Wink Martindale that exists. You're calling somebody somebody else's full name. It's not even his own nickname. It's a terrible nickname. Don't like it. Don Martindale. <laughs> Stop with the Wink stuff. <laughs> terrible nickname. Be be original. It's worse than A-Rod. Um, he ran the same darn play twice and got almost got beat on it for the game winner with the long touchdown, zero coverage, and then got beat on it for the real game winner with Zay Jones. Yeah, well, what are you doing? Exactly. Yeah, I think he's a good coordinator. I'm not big on the nickname either. They live by the blitz and die by the blitz. But there's, you're right. You know, I mean, there's a time to hold them and a time to fold them too. You know, I mean, is that really the the instance to be that aggressive? And it's going to cost you. You know, I mean, I, I I don't know if they just felt like they were hanging on for dear life to still be in this game or what the story was. But I mean. The Raiders had, was were on fire. They scored what, like twenty four points after the third quarter, maybe twenty three, something mm-hmm. like that. I, I mean, it, I think the Ravens were on the ropes. I, I, I hear you though. I, I mean, I can't really defend it. And partially maybe because they were gassed and they're trying to force something. But man, have a have a safety back when one play can beat you, and they've already beat you on the same darn coverage with you know nearly the same formation on offense too, <laughs> and guarded right, the same right. exact thing and and hit the deep man, uh, and yeah. your guy gets rubbed a little bit by your own man on defense, and Humphrey gives up the long touchdown to Zay Jones. So um, they did not like that call, especially the second time. And they were gassed. I saw this in a few games around the league. You're going into overtime. These guys didn't ramp up and play a lot of preseason football. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, yeah, here's here's 80 plays. Have fun. And they were just dying out there. I think that was part of it, too. And we saw that around the league in a few games. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I always keep an eye on fatigue these first two or three weeks of the year. Who played a lot of snaps the year before, the week before? Who was forced to play a lot of snaps in week one? Playing in heat, playing in altitude. I think that's a big deal, and it's a bigger deal now than it's ever been because nobody plays everybody in the preseason. Um, so I'm not excited for either one of these teams next week just because of how they had to play this week on a short week now. So real quick, you mentioned the the supporting cast for Lamar maybe not being ideal right now. Um, are you stocked down on Lamar? Should we wait for this for tomorrow? Derek Carr, are you buying big on him? Or I, I, Is there any huge takeaways there for me, either quarterback right now long term? Hmm. I'm a car believer and I've always thought he's a little underrated. Um, I think he's the 10th to 12th best quarterback in the league type of guy and doesn't usually get recognized that way. I'm a little down on Lamar and really no, to no fault of his own, but I think the league has, catched, has caught up to him to some degree. And I don't think the Ravens 
again, not all their fault. I mean, Bateman and Dobbins would have been useful, you know, and uh, right. having just he just doesn't have the ideal group around him. And we know Sammy Watkins will tear it up in week one and then he'll vanish for the rest of the year. That's what he does. So <laughs> I, I just feel like Lamar has to be Superman right now. And I felt like that that whole game. And he's it's hard to do for 17 games with his style of play because he's taking a lot of hits. Right. And he's getting hit more than he used to because he used to just yep. be, you know, um, a freak of nature. And he still is. But just a way, the way he would get out of things. And he was getting hit a lot in this game. And you don't want to see that for 17 weeks. And they've got a book on Superman now. They know kind of what his kryptonite is. Not necessarily the kryptonite, but they, they teams know how to face him a little bit better than they did last year and the year before that especially. So, yeah, it's definitely one to watch with the Baltimore Ravens. Not a great vibe around them right now. And falling in week one to the Las Vegas Raiders, 33-27. A bunch of great games we got to get to here still. Dude, last, last note on okay. Lamar, I apologize. Sure. It, it, it's kind of the Matthew McConaughey thing. And, and, and Lamar isn't there <laughs> yet, but... I love high school girls because the older I get, they stay the same age. Well, the same is true with defenses. You know, I mean, Lamar's not to Matthew McConaughey's age yet. He's still a high school kid, too, after the high school chicks. But once he gets a little older and defenses stay the same age and they can all run better than ever, I just am okay. a little worried. Yeah, See what no, I'm saying? I get where you're going with that. I get your, yeah, he yeah. gets older, they stay the same age. That means athletically they're going to continue to catch up to him. That's life. Uh, more and more. Yep. It's just life. Some other awesome games to get to here from Sunday afternoon, a prime timer in Los Angeles with Rams Bears. We'll continue that conversation and maybe hit some questions along the way next. Still plenty of time to get all your bets in at betonline.ag. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest. And get a 100% welcome bonus with promo code Locked On. Head over to the website, use your mobile device, your computer, whatever you got to sign up today and receive that 100% welcome bonus. Bonus, there's news and odds on just about anything you can imagine, from football to basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino game. So don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Let's just continue to work backwards here, Matt, and meet in Sunday afternoon and go to that Sunday night game, which was prime time in Los Angeles with the Bears at the Rams. And I was excited about the Bears coming into this year. And I and look, Stafford, Rams, I like what's going on there. But I came away with this game thinking, okay, Rams looked what I kind of thought the Rams would look like, but the Bears looked a little bit worse than what I expected. And that worries me a little bit if I'm a Bears fan. Yeah, I don't think we need to spend a ton of time on this one. There's so much to get to. And um, I think people that listen realize the Raiders and Bears were probably the two teams I was most lowest on versus consensus. And I was pretty wrong about the Raiders in week one. I think I was pretty right about the Bears in week one. I don't care if Fields doesn't know any protections or anything. I think you have to play him. Play. I mean, this team is going nowhere to sit there and look at them. I feel like their head coach, who was with the Chiefs, looks at this team and says, we were a playoff team last year, just like the Chiefs when they had Alex Smith and traded up for Mahomes. We'll compete and we'll let Justin sit all year and he'll be the next Mahomes. You ain't the Chiefs. You're going nowhere quick. It's time to get the youngster as many reps as possible. 
They're weak at corner. They're weak at the O-line. The Rams are a way better team. They were very, very impressive. I wonder, though, when we start making picks on Friday, and I guess we start making them on Thursday, I bet the Rams might be a little inflated, you know, just because yes. I think they beat a team that's worse than people realize. I think that the baton pass has to happen in week two from Andy Dalton to Justin Fields. D Justin Fields yeah. is too dynamic. I think a bad offensive line makes it more likely that Fields could survive and succeed than Dalton. So the the line, because I've heard that, oh, the Bears Please line isn't great, chance. so they want to protect the quarterback. No, I think it's the opposite. It's more of the Russell Wilson effect where it's okay. We don't have to worry about the line because our quarterback can move around and create. So I like Fields behind that line better. I think he already gives you a better chance to win just because of big plays. And we saw how dynamic he is in only yeah. a couple snaps there. Two for two passing, got the ball out quick. You know, it was running back. I like seeing that. Um, but I also see a situation where there might have been some secret promises to Andy Dalton. Look, you get to start the year, and next week for the Bears is the Cincinnati Bengals. So the Red Rocket, the Red Rifle, whatever his nickname was, coming home to Cincinnati to play against the Bengals. I wonder if it's like, look, I need two games, got to play against the Bengals. I wonder if there's something there to it. And then maybe we'll see Fields play even more maybe. next week, and it'll be obvious where it's like, okay, Fields, it's Fields time. So. Andy Dalton, you get week two to start because it's the Bengals. I don't guarantee you you're even going to finish that game as a starter, but week three, it better be Justin Fields as the full-time starter because Nagy's coaching for his job anyway. So it's like oh, you're going to yeah. get fired and not get year two Justin Fields, even if he does become Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I mean, they might be grooming Justin Fields for somebody else too. You know what I mean? I mean, exactly. As it stands right now, I'm gonna th I don't know what the spread is. I don't even know where the game's at. I'm taking Cincinnati over the Bears. <laughs> First place Bengals. Oh, no. Revenge game. Okay, I, I might, I'm going to think about this, but right now I, I'm going to disagree. I'm going to go contrarian on some teams that laid an egg in week one and, and just think that there's maybe just some variance here in week one of the season. But one thing that I don't think is going to vary a lot is Matthew Stafford with Sean McVay. That, that's that's looking real nice right about now. And a ton of weapons. I mean, Henderson looked good running the ball. You got Sony Michelle coming in there. Uh, Robert Woods, Van Jefferson, long touchdown. Cooper Cup, Deshaun Jackson showing still some speed there. There's just a lot of weapons. And the quarterback play should be much improved. That's It's a borderline scary offense now that you see it for one game in real life, even though not great corners for the Chicago Bears. No, you're 100% right. I, I don't mean to take anything away from the Rams. I'm sitting here just killing the Bears. The Rams are a really good team. They're really well coached. They have as much star power as just about any team in the league, both sides of the ball, and it's not just about the stars, too. I mean, the O-line's playing well. Um, you know, the, the rest of the defense is certainly contributing. So the Rams are in a good spot, just, except for there's an awful division for them, you know, for everybody. Let's move it along. You said we weren't going to spend a long time on that. So Bears, yeah, that was an easy one. Bears, this next one might be too. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll 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 check in week two with Bears and Rams and see if those trends continue. Thirty four fourteen Rams over the Bears convincingly in week one. Here's another really good one, which was Browns Chiefs. The Chiefs jumping out to a lead and they could not. I mean, the Browns jumping out to a lead could not hold on with Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. And you got to defend every blade of grass for four quarters against Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. And the Browns fell just short, 33-29. Chiefs have been doing this to teams forever. You know, that you slip up and they stick a knife in your heart and twist it. You know, I mean, you can't have the punting mistake that the Browns did and you know, the Browns. So I don't even need to talk chiefs. That's what the chiefs are. They're no different than they've ever been. Tyree, Kelsey, Mahomes, 
didn't even have a couple key pieces on defense. Mm. They're uh, uh, the, they're the barometer for the rest of the AFC. Okay, but hold on. One note on that, and then we'll yeah. wrap up the Chiefs because I agree with you. Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. Who cares who wide receiver two is? That's just it's too much for. Yeah, that's a good point. As long as those guys are healthy, look out. Doesn't matter. Yep. Uh, is that as good a man? I, uh, no, I'm not even bring it up. Yeah, and the answer is yes. The answer is yes. So I want to look at the Browns though. I mean, like part of me left the Steeler Bills game and the Browns Chief game thinking the Browns might be the second best team in the AFC. I thought they played extremely well. They're a young team still learning how to win, but that was an awful environment to walk into. You know, I mean, I thought the Chiefs are going to blow them out, to be very honest. And, you know, the Browns ran the ball. Their defense looks improved. I mean, they allowed 33 points, but Baker played well. Um, is this a great teaching lesson, or is this just the second instance of the Browns not being good enough to keep up with the Chiefs. I, I, I don't know. I kind of looked at this mixed view through the Browns' lens. I think this is sort of the, the the difference between a team that's a perennial winner and a team that's not is is finish the job. And yeah, mistakes yeah. on special teams, the Scottish hammer, the Jamie Gill and the punter. I mean, that, that's a mistake you can't have. And um, Baker Mayfield, he, he couldn't find the end zone as a passer. When you're running the ball that well, your defense is playing well, holding to the Chiefs in the Chiefs building to 10 points in the first half. you got to be able to finish the job. And so um, I would worry about the passing game, not so much because of Baker Mayfield, but with Odell out and he was a late scratch. They thought he might go in that game. And, you know, David Njoku is kind of like your yeah. backup tight end. He's a leading receiver in that game. you got to find some weapons to throw the ball to on offense. Jarvis Landry doing Jarvis Landry things, five catches, but he's not going to be a game-breaker. We know who Jarvis Landry is. Anthony Schwartz has some speed. Uh, he did have a 44-yarder, but they need Odell. They he need that bad, extra yeah. thing where it's like, here's the dagger because now we can run the heck out of the ball. We're going to average five and a half yards per carry, no matter if it's Chubb or Hunt in there. We can throw it to Hunt. We can throw it to Jarvis Landry short. We can throw it to our tight ends, but we need that guy who can make a big play in the passing game. Yeah, and... Odell's hard to count on. I mean, has he missed as many games as he's played in a Browns uniform? Probably. You know, I mean, oh, yeah. that might be the number one offseason need when it's all said and done is give me a route runner that I can count on that is going to beat man coverage and move the sticks on third and seven and create some big plays too, you know? Yep, absolutely. That was a fun game, and the Kansas City Chiefs are just frustrating to play against, I think, is, is the, big, <laughs> the big takeaway. And the Browns are pretty good. The Browns are pretty good. I do have some questions, though. Yeah, I do too. Miami Dolphins, hold on, to beat the New England Patriots in Foxborough, 17-16. What do you think about this game? Mac Jones, the rookie, looked fine. He looks comfortable in there. I love some of the throws he made, some of the reads in there. Doesn't look much like a rookie, and he didn't play that much football, even though it was big-time ball at Alabama. But he did back up to it, and he did have a lot of practice reps there, which I think uh, is something that needs to be discussed. But, man, um, Tua was was solid, didn't lose the game, didn't go out and win the game, but um, I was impressed with that Miami defense, and they were able to run the ball with guys like Miles Gaskin. I thought Matt Jones played very, very well, and his box score probably doesn't blow you away. Tough opponent. Um, I thought he was the best of the rookie quarterbacks, and that's not saying a lot in week one, but uh, I'm going to pat myself on the back a little. I mean, I got a lot of things wrong this weekend, but this game went exactly as I thought, you know, two – advanced defensive minds that see the game the same way 
making things difficult. Every first down, every yard's hard to come by. Young quarterbacks. Um, I feel like they played it a hundred times. It might be 50-50 and the Dolphins got the edge and, you know, handled a couple things better, but pretty equal teams. I mean, I think both these teams are probably winning records, fighting for wild card spots. You know, they're going to meet again in Miami. So huge win for the Dolphins, though. I mean, to get this one in New England. They're almost too similar. I want these teams to play yeah, somebody else yeah. next week before I start drawing conclusions there. Hundred percent. That's what exactly the way I was thinking. I just didn't say it as well as you did. That, that's perfect. Yep. <laughs> you helped me formulate that idea, and um, <laughs> I think there's maybe some stock up, stock downs, especially from a fantasy perspective that we could talk about with these two teams on tomorrow's program. I like it. Yep. All right, more to get to to wrap up week one. West is the best. Could we rank the AFC plus NFC West? Did the rookie QBs pass their week one test? Next. All right, let me talk about rockauto.com. With all the increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need for your car, truck, whatever, in a traditional chain storefront. It just makes no sense. So a lot of you do a lot of work on your cars, and it makes a lot of sense financially or as a hobby or whatever. you got to check out rockauto.com because their prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear, like airlines do, for example. Um, rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. They have everything you're looking for. Uh, I mentioned that the prices are always reliably low and same for professionals as they are for you guys. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So here's what you do. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available. Write locked on in their how did you hear about us box. They know that we sent you. That's locked on, two words. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com all right football fans tell me if this sounds familiar you've got one device that lets you catch the game live another that lets you stream your favorite shows you're watching sports highlights on your phone and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for some other good stuff well i want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings you your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And that would be the best part, except there's also no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. One more game we had not covered yet, which was Broncos Giants. Uh, I I was. Did we talk? Did we talk Packers Saints? I'm just not. I can't. Yeah, remember. you know what? We started because even though that was an afternoon game, it was the yeah. one game that we thought we wanted to hit, and so we did spend some time on we that did. yesterday. So we did talk Packers Saints. By the way, I did have a note here on that from one of our listeners, Steve. He said, "Is it just me or are teams suddenly adopting the two quarterback system? Was Sean Payton really that far ahead of his time with Breeze Hill?" And that was a great point. There was a ton of those. We saw it with. Um, we saw it Monday Night Football with Marcus Mariota. Yeah. See it with the 49ers. Saw it with the Bears. Every rookie quarterback, all five of the first round rookie quarterbacks scored touchdowns in week one, even though a couple of them only played a, a handful of snaps. I do think it's a it's kind of a Twitter t- Tuesday curveball there. 
I think it's something to keep an eye on, especially young athletic ones. Like if Mac Jones was on the bench, I don't think they'd have this Pat Mac Jones package. You know what I mean? Or we got to get Chase Daniels five snaps. You know, or, I mean, that, <laughs> right. Flacco needs to get in the game. You know, I mean, like it's something that's different than the normal quarterback. I think is going to be more and more prevalent. And the key to it is, first of all, it works. I mean, Taysom Hill. Say what you want about the situation. He got a lot of cheap yardage for the Saints in the Drew Brees era. But the problem is people don't re- people think, you know, because it's different than other sports, they got a whole week to prepare for the upcoming, you know, upcoming opponent. A week isn't enough in the NFL, to be very honest with you. Once you do all the tape study and you don't have that much practice time and meeting time, that if you have to spend an extra 10% just on this this option that they might throw at you, that took them five minutes to implement in practice. It just makes you harder. It makes you use your resources as the opponent mm-hmm. on something that the, they don't want you to. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And I think we're going to see more and more of this. First of all, the league That's is just true. more accepting of maybe quarterbacks that need work as passers but have the physical gifts to throw the football and are athletic and can run around. Because it used to be just like, you know, you, you, you draft and develop three, six, five dudes. Who cares if they've got cement feet? They can chuck it. They're college quarterbacks. They're NFL quarterbacks. They're quarterbacks, you know. Uh, right, but right. now it's like, okay, so now if every team's going to have one of these guys, now you need one on your team to just to practice again. And then maybe you start implementing it. So I think this could catch on like wildfire around the league. And at least every single team in the NFL, whether they want to play the guy or or not, has quarterback two, quarterback three. This one gadgety type of player that they can put on the scout team at least to give the looks of an athletic quarterback and then implement a couple plays on Sundays when they want to. Yeah. And really looking down the road, it wouldn't shock me if you see the league go towards having more than one person on the field at a time that can throw a football reasonably well. Mm. Like, yeah, we could, we could break off some kind of funky play right now. So you have to respect that. Yeah. I mean, I'm talking five years, 10 years down. Yeah. Yeah. It it could absolutely go that direction. Let's finish this up Mm -hmm. though, with the last game we haven't talked about from week one. And that was the Denver Broncos at the New York Giants. The Giants late in the week, before the week started, I I could because I was not giving the Giants any credit this year because I'm not big on Daniel Jones. I haven't been big on David Gettleman, even though I liked his draft this year, the way he maneuvered it. And if he would have drafted Ojalari in the first round instead of the second round, and then Kadarius Tony in the second round instead of the first round, I would have loved his draft more. So I, you know, they, they got a good value in the second, even though they drafted a gadgety wide receiver in the first, which wasn't my 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 favorite pick in the world. But I like that he finally moved down. Uh, so I do like some things that they did. And you start looking at their defense and you think, oh, maybe they're building something there because they do have some players on the defensive side of the ball. And they've got a big nose tackle and Danny Shelton and Leonard Williams. And they've got James Bradbury and some veteran players, Logan Ryan. Um, and can they get after the quarterback? I like Xavier McKinney there. I talked about Ojalari already, who got a sack in his first NFL game. And I thought maybe I'm, I'm underestimating him because maybe if there's that little extra development from Daniel Jones and he's got all those receivers now, maybe he didn't have enough weapons before. Galladay, Slayton, Shepard, Saquon Barkley uh, had an opportunity to play in this game even though we weren't sure if he was going to go to start the year, and he did. And he only averaged 2.6 yards per carry. He doesn't look like he's back yet. But a lot of weapons on offense, and I was thinking, man, maybe I'm sleeping on the Giants. And they come out, and they just look bad. And so maybe I was right all along. I don't know. They, they look bad. I mean – the organization feels like it's ailing right now. You know, like, I, I don't know if Joe Judge is a good head coach or not, but I lean towards not. I'm, I very strongly lean towards 
Jason Garrett not getting the most out of his players. I mean, very little creativity. I very much lean towards Daniel Jones being a true backup. Saquon, you mentioned, is a phenomenal player, but he didn't look healthy to me. I didn't see the same burst and, you know, power that you usually get from him. And, yeah, I mean, Sterling Shepard and some of their other guys came to play and are good football players, but the line's a problem, and that wasn't even the biggest problem. You know, I just feel like something's missing where there's pieces, but there's not leadership and, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the foundation to win. I'm a Broncos believer. I mean, while I'm not a Teddy Bridgewater guy, I'm a Broncos guy, and I think he's a good fit for what they do. Yes. And that they're really hard to play against. The the Judy injury broke my heart a little bit, and I know news coming out was better than expected, but I don't know that he'll be the same this year. you know. But I think the Broncos are a pretty good football team. Yeah, it's a bad injury for someone who breaks off routes the way Jerry Judy does to have an right, ankle. Right. I feel like that's something that could really hamper the, his style of play. And he was looking good, targeted a lot early, six for seventy-two. Uh, I, I thought he was Jerry Judy was gonna be so much fun in this offense, and was a nice fit with Teddy Bridgewater. And you're right, Teddy Bridgewater's probably not for everybody, but with this defense and this team, yeah, I, I kind of like Teddy for the Broncos right now. But they can't start losing playmakers on offense. I hundred percent agree. Um, Von Miller, two sacks on the uh, comeback of, you called it. of the year. You yeah, said he right. would have like two or three sacks. You said that yep. very thing in his return. Yeah, that's huge that he's back to being himself. Um, I think the Broncos are in that, you know, Dolphins Patriot neighborhood that we just talked about of hard to play against, good defense, could win nine, 10 games, get in the postseason, cause problems, you know, not a fun team to play against. And unfortunately, I hate to write them off because they do have some guys, but. I think the Giants are going to be picking in the top six, seven, and talking quarterback and a lot of the same conversations. I just don't see it correcting themselves. And in the NFC East, I think they're easily last. Uh, in the in the NFC East, they're first. In the AFC West, they're last, is what you meant to say, correct? No, I meant the Giants in their division. Oh, the Giants. I thought you were talking about the yeah, Broncos still. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. Yeah. no. Oh, yeah, the Broncos. I mean, the Giants, I have a hard time, especially seeing how the Eagles played in week one. I have a hard time with that uh, Giants offensive line thinking they're going to be better than fourth in that division. And I think yeah. everybody won in the AFC West, right? I'm with sorry, the, what's that? Everybody won in the AFC West with the Raiders winning Monday night. Everyone won in the AFC Chargers, West. Chargers, yeah, yeah. yeah. So some, some tough, tough games, some impressive performances, but yeah, the AFC West is another undefeated. The, the West is the best. All West is the best the all West around. Eight no. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. No, you're right. Absolutely. That's a tough one. Okay, just the teams in the West. Who's the Who's the best and who's the worst? Casey's one. Yeah, Casey's one. And to start the show, the Raiders are last. Oh, Jason's going to be pissed. <laughs> I'm not quite forgetting my stance on the Raiders. <laughs> I would probably go. Bottom to top, Raiders, Broncos, the Cardinals look good, but... I have a hard time putting the Cardinals low. Yeah, uh, the 49ers could be right there in the bottom four of this because I, obviously KC's at the top. You, you can't dislike what you saw from the Rams. The Seahawks throwing in a bunch of play action uh, in their offense with Russell Wilson. I'd love to see in that. I think uh, Russell could have a really big year this year. The Chargers, I think I would put in the top four teams. I love what's going on there with the Los Angeles Chargers. Man, that is difficult. Those are a lot of, those are eight good teams. Yeah, then we might see a lot of playoff teams in the West. Uh, Seven good teams and then the Raiders. Exactly. (laughs) All right.
I'm still on that. I'm still on that stand, by the way. Oh, uh, the Raiders. I, I did not think we would double down there. on the Raiders' disrespect today, but we did it. Uh, that's to. funny. Okay, let's see. Raiders have another chance next week to uh, to beat your Steelers. We'll talk about that later on in the week. Make our picks for I, week. I'm sure two. there's some Raider fans listening that would like nothing better. Oh yeah. <laughs> at Williamson NFL Raiders fans that's where you can find him at BD Peacock we'll answer some questions tomorrow we'll have some stock up stock down some waiver Wednesday fantasy notes as well as we turn the page to week two right here Peacock and Williamson